Okay. Now, this time we start uh, meditation on feeling, contemplation of feeling. Let us uh, read this first and then we uh, discuss it. And how because does a bhikkhu dwell contemplating feelings in feelings? Here when feeling, pleasant feeling, a bhikkhu understands, I feel a pleasant feeling. When feeling a painful feeling, he understands, I feel a painful feeling. When feeling a neither painful nor pleasant feeling, he understands, I feel neither painful no pleasant feeling. When feeling a carnal pleasant feeling, he understand I feel carnal pleasant feeling. When feeling a non-carnal pleasant feeling, he understand I feel non-carnal pleasant feeling. When feeling a carnal painful feeling, he understands I feel a carnal painful feeling. When feeling a non-carnal painful feeling, he understands, I feel non-carnal painful feeling. When feeling carnal neither painful nor pleasant feeling, he understands, I feel carnal neither painful nor pleasant feeling. When feeling a non-carnal neither painful nor pleasant feeling, he understands, I feel non-carnal neither painful nor pleasant feeling. In this way, he does contemplating feeling in feelings, internally, or he dwells contemplating feelings in feelings, externally, or he dwells contemplating feelings in feelings, both internally and externally, or else he dwells contemplating in feeling their nature of arising, or he dwells contemplating in feelings their nature of vanishing. He does contemplating in feelings their nature of both arising and vanishing. Or else mindfulness that there is feeling is simply established in him to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness. And he dwells independent, not clinging to anything in the world this is how we could dwells contemplating feelings in feelings. It is very straightforward. And now let us uh, spend some time this, uh, uh, on, on, on this section. <coughs> Feeling in... Um, Uh, I think in Western psychology, feeling is uh, more mental and uh, sensation is more 
physical, I think. So, this this is how they make the distinction between physical and mental. In uh, Buddhist tradition, all feelings, whether they are physical or mental, they all are called feelings. Feeling is is one of the four establishments of mindfulness. That means it is so important. In fact, the feeling is the basis of, uh, in a way, of uh, the four noble truths. Because the first is dukkha. Dukkha is a feeling, and not just physical pain. Even when we attain full enlightenment, with the full understanding, with clear comprehension of feelings, still pain exists. So pain uh, alone, uh, pain doesn't disappear until we pass away after enlightenment. However, we can uh, overcome pain uh, temporarily for a certain period of time, uh, especially during uh, what is called sanya vedeta nirodha. They are the feeling and perception cease. When the feeling and perception cease, uh, in that particular attainment, uh, <coughs> which we gain or we attain after the fourth jhana. Uh, in detailed explanation, one goes through the immaterial attainments, they also are four, and after that they attain sanya vedita nirodha, cessation of feeling and perception. Now, until such time, feeling of pain and pleasure exists. Some meditation teachers uh, teach only feeling. And they very often repeat, Vedana Samosarna Sabbe Dhamma. All the Dhammas converge in feeling. Uh, when we, uh, especially when we meditate, we have, we experience uh, the feeling, and that is where the meditator should uh, uh, have some uh, mindfulness and discipline uh, to uh, 
not get involved in emotions. And uh, mindfulness can be well established at the time we have feelings. Feeling arises, as we all know, I, for instance, one example, I, visual objects, I consciousness, then I contact. When contact arises, along with that feeling arises. Now, we can be mindful of uh, the feeling uh, far better and for long period of time than sustaining our awareness on any other state. For instance, when the conscious level, it is very difficult because we are conscious of various things. Uh, and contact level, we can feel we feel the contact, and immediately after that feeling arises. But feeling can uh, be prolonged, but contact no. Consciousness no. So consciousness, contact uh, passes very quickly, so is feeling as well, but feeling we feel a little longer. And also feeling shifts from one place to another. For instance, we feel the stiffness of our buttocks when we sit long. We feel, for a long time we are sitting, we feel the feeling of contact, tension, pressure. And when we move, we straighten our body, that feeling changes and another feeling can arise. So feeling can move from place to place and uh, and also uh, impermanence of feeling can be noticed better than others because others happen so quickly we don't have even time to uh, pay attention to them because of their shiftness. But the feeling as it uh, stays longer uh, mind can keep mind can stay there longer so mindfulness development of mindfulness would be much better easier uh, on feeling mindfulness of feeling uh, seems to be relatively easier than other uh, states for instance even when we breathe how do we know breathe? <coughs> How do you know breathing? Only through feeling. When we move, close our eyes without seeing anything, we feel the movement. When we stand up, we feel the standing up. And we lie down, when we feel the lying down. When we stretch our hands, we feel the stretching. And and what you call bending and stretching, we feel. And uh, uh, therefore, feeling is a very good subject of meditation. So the Buddha says here, uh, when feeling 
pleasant feeling, a bhikkhu understands, I feel pleasant feeling. Here, as I mentioned this morning and all through, we don't use the sentence, I feel a pleasant feeling. We experience a pleasantness of the feeling, pleasantness. Because it arises depending on causes and conditions. Uh, nobody deliberately create feeling. It arises depending on senses, sensory object, consciousness and contact. These four factors must be there prior to feelings, feeling, uh, prior to arising of feelings. And therefore, when we come to feeling, we have seen the process very quickly. The process has taken has taken place, and then mind stays longer on feeling. And therefore, it is we can make the distinction between these various type of feelings, so we can understand without using any word, no word, no concept, because we are paying total attention from the very beginning to our experiences. And uh, also remember, I mentioned several times, anupasana, vipassana, anupasana. Vedana, the Pali word is Vedana, anupasana, Vedana, anupasana. Pali word is Vedana, so Vedana, when the feeling is there, during that time we become aware of the feeling. That is, that is how dependent origination operates. In the dependent origination formula, Buddha said, when this is, this is. When this is not, this is not. That means this happened simultaneously. Feeling arises when other conditions are present, feeling arises. When those conditions are not there, feeling does not arise. So since it is happening uh, dependent on factors, we cannot say as a third party intervene and say, I feel. But the mind becomes aware of the feeling just as feeling. That is called anupasana. Anupasana means seeing as it is happening, not before, no after. Surely we cannot pay attention to feeling that is already past. Nor can we pay attention to the feeling that is not arisen. When it is there, we pay attention. And there's a very good subject of meditation. And also as our awareness uh, increases, we can make the distinction pleasantness of the feeling and painful feeling when arises, we become aware of the painful feeling and become aware unpleasantness of the pleasant feeling.
then uh, neither painful nor pleasant feeling we become aware of how can we know a feeling is neither pleasant nor unpleasant that is the tricky part many people think that there are only two kinds of feelings pleasant or unpleasant but there is a feeling called neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling how can we make the distinction i mean how can we see that the neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling is uh, when our awareness increases uh, there comes a moment when uh, the mind is uh, not reacting to the feeling mind is not we react to the pleasant feeling or we are react to unpleasant feeling and there is a feeling which uh, when it arises mind does not react it simply remains sometimes confused confused because according to uh, uh, chakka sutta i think you have listened to chakka sutta uh, when neither pleasant no unpleasant feeling arises there will be sammo sammohang apajyati buddha said sammohang apajyati confusion arises what is the confusion this is my soul feel this is how my soul feels so that is where the confusion means ignorance ignorance becomes strong and break and also nourished uh, to believe that ah and the pleasant feeling is this unpleasant feeling is this neither neither of them are there now this is how my soul feels my self feels and therefore according to that sutta uh, one has to be careful not to fall into this category or that category but just become aware of the fact that it is neither pleasant nor unpleasant buddha gave a <coughs> simile uh, to illustrate this that is suppose there is a Uh, deer track somebody follows a deer uh, maybe hunter and uh, you follow its footsteps footprints up to a rock and then he cannot see the footprint again then he goes goes to the other side of the rock then he sees the footprint again there's a discontinuation Uh, interruption to the footprints now what has happened is this deer has walked on the rock and gone to the other side during the time he walked on the rock he could not leave his footprints there similarly there is a feeling 
which you cannot uh, uh, put your finger on, but is very subtle. That is neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling. Now, when feeling, carnal pleasant feeling, he understands carnal pleasant feeling. What is the carnal pleasant feeling? Pali word is samisam. Samisam. Samisam vedana vedana, sukham vedana vedana, no? Samisam sukham vedana vedyamiti. Samisam means, as translated, carnal pleasant feeling. What is carnal pleasant feeling? Pleasant feeling that arises through our eyes, seeing visual objects. Pleasant feeling arises through hearing, beautiful sounds, songs, talks, whatever. And pleasant feeling arises through the nose, smelling perfume and so forth. And pleasant feeling arises through the tongue, taste of food and so on. And the pleasant feeling arises by touch and the pleasant feeling arises by thinking. Thinking of pleasant objects. That kind of feeling is called carnal pleasant feeling. Related to our senses. So, Then carnal, non-carnal pleasant feeling. He understand. I feel non-carnal pleasant feeling. What is non-carnal pleasant feeling? Like pity. Pity? Yeah. Pity, sugar, both are pleasant feeling. Non-carnal means. A non-carnal present feeling is described by Sanyutta Nika in Vedana Sanyutta. Uh, there are... Uh, okay. Okay, this is non-carnal uh, present feeling. A, a meditator, a bhikkhu, he says bhikkhu, uh, having overcome five hindrances, having gone away, uh, gone to a forest, quiet place, a solitary place, uh, where there are no sounds, there are qualities of solitary place, Appasadda, Appanigosa, Vijanavata, Manusarasaya, Patisallana, Sarupa. That is, no sound, of uh, no noises, uh, away from human beings. Vijanavata, Jana means people, Vijanavata means their, their movement, feeling their movement, no such things. And uh, Manusarasaya, 
suitable for hiding away from human beings and patisallana saruppani suitable conducive for solitary living when one goes to such a place that's called vivicheva kame vivichakulidami uh, uh, seclusion from human human habitats and secluded from unwholesome mental states what are the unwholesome mental states especially in attaining jnanas hindrances five hindrances now these are very basic requirement and then arises joy and happiness that happiness is called non carnal happiness pleasant feeling and non carnal pleasant feeling also has a quality there is another non carnal pleasant feeling higher than this what is that at any second jhana then there is another non carnal pleasant feeling attaining the third jhana and even higher than that is the fourth jhana higher than that is attainment of stream entry even higher than that is one's return <laughs> you see it goes on that scale of degree highest is the attainment of arantul that attainment is called non carnal pleasant feeling that pleasant feeling the sutta says when you feel non carnal pleasant feeling your attainment is a very very high attainment not just ordinary attainment at least you have attained jnana if not high attainment that is called non carnal pleasant feeling you find this all this in sangyutta nikaya vedana sangyutta then <coughs> uh non carnal pleasant feeling he understand i feel non carnal pleasant feeling even if you know temporarily when we meditate even temporarily our greed fades away that moment we experience non carnal pleasant feeling the moment that our hatred anger resentment fades away that moment we experience non carnal pleasant feeling any moment our confusion fades away that moment we experience non carnal pleasant feeling so uh, attaining attaining jnana is even higher than that even before attaining jnana we can attain this temporary non carnal present feeling then carnal painful feeling very obvious what is a carnal pleasant uh, non uh, unpleasant feeling we all know that eh through eyes ears nose tongue body and mind many time a day 
we probably experience non-carnal, unpleasant feeling. <laughs> Seeing the object that you don't want to see, hearing a sound that you don't want to hear, smelling the smell that you don't, we don't want to smell, tasting something very spicy, <laughs> we don't want to have it, eh? uh, then uh, touching something that you don't want to touch, and uh, thinking something that we don't want to think. These are carnal, unpleasant feelings. What the carnal, unpleasant, non-carnal, unpleasant feeling? Non-carnal, unpleasant feeling is you meditate. This happens especially in meditation. You meditate. You meditate, 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 following all the uh, instructions, rules, regulations, going to a solitary place and this and that. Everything is wonderful. But you can see somebody else is doing much better than I do. You get frustrated. This frustration is non-carnal, unpleasant feeling. But still it is much better than the carnal, unpleasant feeling. Why? You make effort, you are very sincere, you found a suitable place, suitable posture, follow instructions, and so forth, having done all these things, still you don't have, you have not gained much. <coughs> At that time, you are not angry with somebody, because there is no one to blame. You are not angry with yourself, because you are very sincere. You do whatever you can do. But this simply is a frustration that you don't get. For that frustration you cannot blame anybody, you cannot, because there is no, none to blame. <coughs> and that's non-carnal, unpleasant feeling. What does it teach us? When non-carnal, unpleasant feeling arises, uh, how can we use it as a part of our meditation? Then. This is what is called failure. Failure is the pillar of success, even in spiritual practice. We think, yeah, I do everything that I'm supposed to do, and I have not attained. Perhaps there must be another way. Maybe I may be too rigid, too uptight, too enthusiastic and too pushy. I may be uh, striving harder, uh, like, you know, uh, Siddhartha Gautama, when he was practicing self-mortification, all the time he must have had a lot of uh, frustration, because he had not attained what he wanted to attain. But he never gave up. 
So, when non-carnal displeasure, painful feeling arises, uh, one would uh, not be upset with the system or with not blaming anybody, but they think, yes, I may be doing something wrong. Let me review my practice. Let me do something different. But don't give up the practice. Don't give up the practice. If this doesn't work, let me try something else. But the striving effort should always be there. So we get more encouragement when we have uh, non-carnal, unpleasant feeling. And also non-carnal, unpleasant feeling arouses our spiritual urgency. We may, we may say to ourselves, well, this is not the first time I had this problem. I might have had it in the past as well. So now I am more experienced and um, I have to balance my faculties. This is where in uh, commentaries and the text also talk about uh, balancing factors, balancing factors faculties, sadda, virya, sati, samadhi, panya, these factors, we have to identify them, how much sadda I have, how much virya I have, how much concentration I have, how much uh, wisdom I have, uh, uh, how much mindfulness I have. These these factors we have to identify and uh, balance them and then arouse our spiritual urgency. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? And therefore, I must strive it in a different way. That's how we use uh, our spiritual unpleasant or non-carnal unpleasant feeling to encourage our practice. Then, when feeling calm and painful, when feeling non-carnal painful, uh, that is non-carnal painful feeling. I feel non-carnal painful feeling. So, when feeling carnal, neither painful nor pleasant feeling, what is the neither uh, pleasant or uh, no unpleasant carnal uh, feeling? That is called, sometimes we call it neutral feeling. And neutral feeling is even more difficult to deal with because it is just we are in a plateau. Nothing significant. It is very easy to understand carnal, neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling because we are sort of... uh, um, we lose interest uh, in something. We, in ordinary life, when people do a job and they don't get any uh, promotion, every day is uh, so monotonous and keep doing it again and again and again, they get tired of it. And this is 
not fulfilling. There is no. Uh, that is where they have this neither pleasant nor unpleasant carnal feeling. Uh, just indifference. That is a better term. Indifference. Indif- indifferent to everything. I don't care. Uh, so they can be simply complacent, no any enthusiasm. That we understand. But what is neither pleasant nor unpleasant, non-carnal feeling, non-carnal, uh, neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling. Actually, uh, that is something wholesome. That's called upekha. Upekha <coughs> the, is the feeling of, uh, especially when one comes to a stage of uh, third jhana, fourth jhana. When we are in the third jhana, Upeka uh, emerges. We begin, it becomes, comes to the prominence and we begin to feel uh, Upeka. Uh, that is why it is a Piti Ajviraga, Upeka Kocha Virati, Satocha Sampijana, Sukanjakayana, Parasangvedeti, Yantangari Atikanti, Upeka Ko Satima, Sukavihariti, Tatiya Jhana third jhanic stage. They are uh, piti is gone, but uh, uh, upekha is emerged and mindfulness emerged. Uh, both are not very highly developed and yet uh, you begin to see that dis- very distinctly you can experience equanimity and mindfulness in the third jhana. And that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant non-carnal feeling. But when you go to the fourth jhana, that is where both uh, mindfulness and equanimity are in balance. They are in balance. That is why it is said the uh, Sukha Sajapana, Dukha Sajapana, Ubbeya Somana Sudhamana Sanatangama, Dukha Sukham, Upekha Sati Pari Suddhim, Chatutta Jhana Upasampaji Virati. Having overcome uh, pleasure and pain, uh, and previously disappearance of uh, uh, grief and uh, suffering. Pubbeya Somana Sudhamana Sam, Upekha Satipari Suddhim. Purified mindfulness and equanimity. Some translate mindfulness purified due to the presence of equanimity. But uh, mindfulness is developing all along with, from the beginning. Equanimity begins to emerge and then both becomes very pure and clean at the attainment of the fourth jhana. And that is what is called the kind of 
neither pleasant nor unpleasant, non-carnal feeling. It's called upekka. <coughs> now, how many kinds of feeling we, we found here? Pleasant, unpleasant, neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Three. Then, carnal, non-carnal. They multiply this. Carnal present feeling, non-carnal present feeling, carnal painful feeling, non-carnal painful feeling, carnal neither present nor unpleasant feeling, non-carnal uh, pleasant or unpleasant feeling. We have uh, how many? Twelve. Three times four. Now, <coughs> in uh, Madhyami Nikaya and Sangyutta Nikaya, both, in Sangyutta Nikaya, Vedana Sangyutta, Buddha mentioned that he talked about uh, two kinds of feeling, three kinds of feeling, five kinds of feeling, six kinds of feelings, eight kinds of feeling, thirty-six kinds of feelings, and hundred and eight kinds of feelings. Right? What are the two kinds of feeling? <coughs> pleasant and unpleasant. Three kinds of feeling, pleasant, unpleasant and neutral. Uh, five kinds of feeling, sukha, dukha, dukha, masukha, somanasa, domanasa. Five kinds of feeling. Six kinds of feelings, feeling arising through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body and mind. Thirty-six kinds of feelings, uh, eyes, uh, six in Church uh, Akkasutti, you see, thirty-six kinds. Eyes have six kinds of feelings, ears have six kinds, nose have six kinds, and so forth. When you come to the six senses, we have thirty-six kinds of feelings. And then how can that be 108? You multiply by 3. <laughs> Past, present, future. 36 times 3, 108 kinds of feeling. And then explanation is given in Sangyutta Nikaya. Uh, Nikaya, only the number is mentioned. Sangyutta Nikaya, Vedana Sangyutta, uh, they are very clearly mentioned. Now, each feeling, according to Sangyutta Nikaya, has a, a higher degree. A pleasant feeling, better pleasant feeling, and the best pleasant feeling like that, of three uh, degrees. Uh, in non-spiritual, non-carnal uh, uh, feelings, uh, Buddha mentioned 
Katamati became Niramisa Niramisa Tarang Sukhang. Yanko became Kina Savasabikuno Raga Chit Raga Chitanyutan Pachivekuto, Dosa Chitanyukuto, Pachivekuto, Moha Chitanyutan Pachivekuto, Upajati, Sukhang, Somana Sang, Idanguchati became Niramisang. Niramisa Tarang Sukhang Vedana. That is, uh, this goes to the, the Sotapanna, Sakadagami, Anagami, Arahant. But uh, Arahant has the highest uh, non carnal pleasant feeling because he's, he knows that greed is disappeared. Hatred disappeared, confusion disappeared. Niramisa, Niramisa, Sukhan. Uh, similarly, Upekha, uh, equanimity. Sukha, Sachapana, Dukha, Sachapana, same uh, formula of uh, four jhana. Upasambhagat, Ayamuchadvika, Niramisa, Upekha. Non carnal equanimous feeling is in the fourth jhana. In the fourth jhana, therefore, non carnal pleasant, non carnal, uh, neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling is in the highest, most pure state as well as highest pure state of mindfulness. Okay. These are the feelings, and these are. This is how we uh, use the feelings for our uh, meditation practice. That means we become aware of them as they arise, and we become aware of as they pass away. And when new feeling arises, we become aware of them, and become mindful of. They are passing away. Uh, all the dhammas uh, converge in the feeling because all the dhammas uh, uh, means uh, wholesome, unwholesome, all the dhammas converge in feelings because uh, uh, that is where greed hatred and delusion can arise. For instance, you see, according to Chaitanya Sutta, when the pleasant feeling arises, Sukhang Vedanam Vedivano, what is the passage? Tang. Um, so, yeah, that is here, yeah. but there, Sukhang Vedanang Vedimar, I don't remember the passage, Pamojati, uh, Abhinandati, 
అభివదతి అజ్జోసాయ తిట్టతి వెన్ ప్లెసెంట్ ఫీలింగ్ రైసెస్ పామోజ్యతి అభినందతి అజ్జోసాయ తిట్టతి ద పర్సన్ విల్ సింక్ ఇన్ టు దట్ ఫీలింగ్ గ్రాబ్ దట్ ఫీలింగ్ స్టే విత్ ద ఫీలింగ్ ఎంకరేజ్ దట్ ఫీలింగ్ క్లీన్ టు దట్ ఫీలింగ్ దేఆర్ ఫోర్ దేర్ ఈస్ అండర్లైన్ టెండెన్సీ ఆఫ్ గ్రీడ్ అండర్లైన్ టెండెన్సీ ఆఫ్ గ్రీడ్ వెన్ అన్ప్లెజెంట్ ఫీలింగ్ అనాసెస్ ద పర్సన్ విల్ ట్రై టు రిజెక్ట్ ఇట్ డిప్రెస్ ఇట్ డిసపాయింట్ విత్ ఇట్ అండ్ దుఃఖంగా పద్ధతి come to experience pain dukkha and then hatred is the underlying tendency when unpleasant feeling arises then when uh, neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling arises sammohanga padyati the person gets confused so we have we can see greed hatred and delusion in the feeling when pleasant feeling arises greed arises as underlying tendency when unpleasant feeling arises hatred can arise as underlying tendency and uh, when neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling arises confusion can arise as underlying tendency so what are the underlying tendency asava huh ఆశవ ఇస్ అన్హోల్సమ్ ధమ్మ ద వన్ హూ ప్రాక్టీస్ మైండ్ఫుల్నెస్ యాజ్ సూన్ యాజ్ ద పర్సన్ అండర్స్టాండ్ దిస్ ఈస్ ప్లెసెంట్ ఫీలింగ్ హీ విల్ నాట్ లెట్ ద మైండ్ రౌజ్ గ్రీట్ ఫర్ ద ప్లెసెంట్ ఫీలింగ్ he recognized the de- greed as underlying tendency of unpleasant feeling then arises what non greed in his mind when he understand that unpleasant feeling has underlying tendency of hatred the mindful person will recognize it this is unpleasant feeling i should not let hatred or anger arise as underlying tendency so he develops what metta living friendliness when he sees underlying uh, non neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling and then uh, confusion arises underlying tendency then he arouses what his wisdom so sabbe dhamma means all the dhammas wholesome dhammas and unwholesome dhammas uh, converge in the in the feelings so therefore this is a very good subject for meditation and to recognize these tendencies and overcome them uh, without overcoming these three greed hatred and delusion our practice will not become successful so it is very easy for us to uh, see this underlying tendency of these three kind of feeling 
whether it is past, present, future, internal or external, we can recognize them and then uh, be mindful to overcome them. So the Buddha says, conclude this section saying, in this way he dwells contemplating feeling in the feeling internally. Now, contemplating in the feeling internally or contemplating feeling in the uh, externally, or he dwells contemplating feelings in uh, feelings both internally and externally, uh, or else he dwells contemplating in feelings their nature of rising, or he dwells contemplating feelings their nature of vanishing, and he dwells contemplating feelings their nature of both rising and failing. Now let us stop here. Feelings, rising and falling, he contemplates. This rising and falling, he contemplates on the rising phenomenon, falling phenomenon, and rising falling phenomenon. The meaning, while we are experiencing the feeling and particular feeling, while we are experiencing, in that experience we can see the arising of feeling, passing away of feeling, and in between, duration, during the period of duration of the feeling, also there is rising and falling going on very quickly. The feeling is not some kind of uh, uh, solid uh, experience. It is the experience uh, changing momentarily. Every fraction of a second, feeling changes. But it has, uh, we feel it beginning, we feel it passing away. In between, we also feel there are quick changes. And this is what is called uh, becoming aware of rising and falling, becoming aware of rising, becoming aware of falling, and becoming aware of rising and falling means in between rising and falling phenomenon. It's very quick. To, under, to understand and to develop and to become aware of that, we have to pay total, mindful, undistorted attention unconfused attention. If we mixed up with the words, concepts, ideas and so forth and so on, we muddle, muddle our experience, feelings, uh, muddle up with all these, mixed up with all these things, we cannot find out the, this very subtle, minute changes. So, Feeling internally, that means we understand the nature of feeling in ourselves. Once we understood the nature of feeling in ourselves, that is the same nature other people or other people's feeling also have. Other individuals, other living beings also go through the same process. That is how we inferentially, we know externally externally that the whole universe entire world all living beings feelings 
exactly like my feeling. What does it give us? What does it teach us? It teaches us to be very much concerned, very much develop compassion, develop our metta, develop our equanimity, develop our uh, appreciative joy, these four Brahma Viharas. To develop four Brahma Viharas, we have to be very mindful of our own feelings. And therefore, this is a very good subject for meditation. People who don't think, don't have mindfulness of feelings, they are the ones who commit all kind of atrocities, hurt others, insult others, use abusive language, and all kind of things they do, because they don't compare themselves with us. Attanang upamankattva na haneya naghati Buddha said. Referring to this, that means you must understand your own feeling first, know it, know it exactly as it is, and then you think other person also feels this way. Other person's feeling will also will be hurt. Eh? So that is how we compare. Uh, this is a kind of comparison. We compare ourselves with others in other different ways. Mm. Our achievement, our success, our appearance, our strength, our money and this and that. But that is a negative comparison. This is a positive comparison. When we positively compare, uh, we grow, spiritually uh, we grow. To be very considerate, to... That is why Buddha said in Sangyutra Nikaya, when one protects oneself, protects others. When one protects others, he protects himself. So this is one factor of mindfulness, very important factor of mindfulness. Then he dwells contemplating in feelings their nature of vanishing or dwelling the nature of uh, arising and vanishing. Or else mindfulness that there is feeling is simply established in him to the extent necessary for their knowledge and mindfulness. Atti Vedanati Vapanasa Sati Pachu Patritahoti Yavadeva Jnana Mattaya Pati Sati Mattaya Anisitoja Viharati. This passage is very important. The mindful meditator becomes aware of the fact that feeling is there for me to gain knowledge and insight, not to cling to it. Anisitoja Viharati. We don't cling to the feeling, no matter how pleasant, how beautiful, how peaceful feeling is. We don't let the mind cling to it, but to, but understand this feeling is there for me to gain knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of uh, impermanence. 
rising, falling and so forth. And insight, universality of feeling. That is the insight. And he dwells independent, not clinging to anything in the world. Here in the world means in the mind and body, in this body. Uh, so independent, anisitocha viharati. Uh, there is a sutta in Madhyaminakaya, I think, and also Sangyutta, nisitancha chalati, anisitang ne chalati. So anisita means, anisitocha viharati, means uh, staying independent. Uh, depending, dependence is un- unsteady. Depending is unsteady. Independence is steady. That means when you lean something against something, then you are not steady. Normally we depend on somebody to, for our steadiness, for our sec- security, our safety. But that is not uh, real safety because when you lean against something, if that falls, you also falls with that. If you learn to stand on your own feet, you are steady. In uh, also Sangatindika there is a, a story of uh, acrobat. Remember? Mm-hmm. He has an assistant called uh, Medhagatalika. Medhagatalika, the, the, the meaning of Medhagatalika is not very good meaning. <laughs> Medhagatalika means pot of uh, uh, dirt. You know, when you practice mindfulness of uh, the, the uh, mindfulness of impurities of the body, yatha medhagatalika in that uh, recital. This body is like a pot of uh, impurities. So her name is impurity. This girl is uh, his assistant. So he said, medhagatalika, you stand on my shoulders. And then you support me, I support you, so that we can perform our acrobatic performance better and get some money and move to the next village. This girl is very smart. She said, no, sir, that's not going to work. You support yourself, I support myself. Then we can perform the acrobatic performance better. Because you are steady when you depend on yourself, I am steady when I depend on myself. So similarly, Buddha said, when we practice mindfulness, establish ourselves in mindfulness, we are safe and secure. Otherwise we always try to depend on others. Depending on others always is painful and insecure because we change according to that person's whims and fancies. So I think this is enough for now and uh, we can have a break. Um,
We have two sessions in the afternoon. Yes, another at four thirty. Okay.